Okay, great. Looks like we're ready. We have about 31 participants. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're just giving it a few seconds here, making sure everyone is on the call. I'm probably going to repeat this again, but this session will be recorded. You probably have seen the notification coming up. Um, and we just want to let you know that you'll be comfortable with it. And uh, we will later on post the session online on our city website too. So just a heads up for everyone. Thanks for joining us. I can start with sharing my screen here. Okay, I think we're good to go. Um, welcome everyone again. Thanks for joining us this evening um, for the Northeast 131st Way and 90th Avenue Northeast Multimodal Corridor Study. Um, I know that there's a lot of interest in this area, so we're glad that you were able to join us tonight. Um, tonight with us, we have um, staff from City of Kirkland, um, which I'll introduce them later. We have our project consultant, which is OTAC. Um, we have staff from there. I'll introduce them all to, to you in a few moments. Okay, um, just to go through the project, I know we have um, a couple of attendees. I know a couple of our council members have already joined us. So welcome in, thank you so much for being here. Um, you might've heard the project, but it's basically um, the, the concept of this project is about developing ideas to improve safety for walking and biking along the Northeast 131st Way and 90th Avenue Northeast. Um, to fix dry drainage problems, lighting issues, uh, making sure that pedestrians and um, bikers are safe, and also the driving through the corridor would be safe and easy as well. Um, so tonight uh, with us, we have City of Staff Kirkland. Um, it's, uh, we have Joel Fond as our uh, transportation manager with us. Uh, Blair Daly is our project manager. I'm Armageddon Degree Transportation Coordinator, also leading the outreach for this project. Um, we also have John Starboard, our Public Works Deputy Director involved in the project. Uh, we have John Brokhalter, who is our Development Engineer Manager. Um, and this is pretty much the core team from city side. Uh, we also have two staff from OTAC. Um, it's Mark Cole, our Project Manager from OTAC, and then Eva, who is our um, Engineer uh, from OTAC as well with us tonight. So thank you, everyone. Um, I'm just briefly going to go through the agenda for tonight. I know it's uh, very kind of like different from all regular public meetings that we've had so far, but uh, we appreciate you guys um, joining us through Zoom, um, trying to stay safe, but also making sure that you're collecting feedback and comments um, on these important projects. So the agenda for tonight would be, uh, we're going to use the feature for poll questions throughout the session. So we'll start with a few test questions and making sure that all the attendees are comfortable um, using those on their screens and computers. Um, then we'll go um, to the project background. We'll review the project in details. Uh, we'll talk about the issues and concerns that we've heard. 
Um, then we'll move on to the analysis for existing condition, uh, looking at different details of different sections of the corridor, um, reviewing what the um, study has been about, um, the, the uh, issues that have been identified, and then um, that would be followed by presenting the short-term and uh, long-term solutions that have been developed um, so far uh, through our um, um, consultant work on this. And then uh, we'll have a section um, to collect your feedback through chat box. We'll give you more instructions on that, uh, but we'll have time for um, further communication um, through the chat box too. And then we'll wrap it up by um, introducing uh, next steps and also using the survey monkey as another level of um, you know feedback collection another method to make sure that we parrot all the comments and everything so i think we can pop up our first poll questions and see if everyone is comfortable answering those yes so this is just the icebreaker um no pressure or anything just just get a feeling of what do you guys think? Um, answers are coming in. 18 people responded, 20. Cool. We're getting there. We have 30 participants and we've got 24 so far. So um, we can probably share the results now. We've got, oh, we've got more answers coming in. Almost there, 86% responded. I think we can share the results and okay, see where five, we're at. Four, Perfect. Three, so, two, and one. Cool. So mountains, of course. That's why we're on the best coast. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Okay, great. So I'm 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 sure that everyone's comfortable using the poll questions. So you'll see they're anonymous. So be comfortable answering them. You'll um, have um, single choice answers or multiple choice, choice answers. So we'll get through that. Um, and then we can pull on the next, move on to the next question, which is specifically starting with the project. Laura, do we have the second question coming up? Oh, my mistake. No problem. Cool. So th this is this is a set of two questions, basically just asking you which neighborhood you live in, um, getting some ideas about our um, audience tonight, and then just knowing how familiar you are with the study area. Looks like you're getting more comfortable by answering. So I see that the answers are coming in more quickly. So that's great. I hope those on the on their phones or on their phone screens are also comfortable doing the polls. Yep, we've got 24 responses out of 33. So looks like do we have the, the results shared, Blair? I'll share them now. Perfect. Yay. Okay. So we've got most of the audience from Finn Hill, almost 63%. Um, and then the rest are either Juanita or from other neighborhoods. That's great, welcome in. 
Um, and the second question is, looks like our majority, 92% of our audience are familiar with the area, which is great because then we definitely can dive deep into the conversation and get really valuable feedback from you guys about the, the area. So thank you, Blur. So this was just the first set of our questions. Um, with that, I'm gonna hand it over to Blur um, and he is, um, Going to review the project background, and um, we'll walk you through the through the session tonight. Thanks, Arm again. All right, so this slide is illustrating the study area, and it is the, the Northeast 131st Way, 90th Avenue corridor. So extending from Northeast 131st Street down to near Juanita Elementary. So as we know, this corridor touches a couple different neighborhoods. Finn Hill and Juanita. And it is a much used arterial that is near several schools, shopping areas. And the next point here is, so this corridor is a high priority corridor for improving the situation for, pe for people walking and biking. So a, a study of how to carry out these improvements is called for in the Finn Hill Neighborhood Plan, as well as in the more recently adopted Safer Routes to School plans. It's an area that comes up uh, frequently in, uh, in a variety of venues as, as a, a place that needs improvements to make safer walking and biking conditions. This upcoming Tuesday, City Council will be adopting the proposed Capital Improvement Program and uh, in that proposed CIP, there's a little over $400,000 allocated to do design and scoping for a capital project or capital projects on this corridor. And these are projects that uh, would be basically inspired by this initial smaller study that we're doing right now to come up with concepts for solving the problems that exist on this corridor. Those, those problems are uh, largely about the poor pedestrian and bicycling conditions, but they're also about some other issues like stormwater drainage and lack of street lights. Uh, later in the presentation, we'll see a couple of the proposed concepts. And, you know, actually I'll save this point for, for when we cover those, those matters. Um, a brief summary of the issues and challenges that we're aware of on this corridor before I hand it over to OTAC to get deeper into that. A little bit of history here. Prior to annexation, King County installed extruded curb, primarily for stormwater related purposes along the north or east uh, side of this road segment within the paved shoulder. So as you're going up the hill or, or kind of west or north, that's on your right side. And uh, the extruded curb sits about a foot from the painted edge line. And that leaves just a couple feet of paved shoulder where people are walking. And then on the opposite side of the road is several feet of paved shoulder and then a metal guardrail, which sits atop a, a steep embankment. So that's a bit of an overview of the study area. I'll hand it over to OTAC to speak about the existing conditions that they've observed there. Yeah, hello. Thanks, Blair. Uh, you might move the poll question. 
Yes, Mark, thank you so much. I think we do have um, two poll questions just before we dive into the, um, the existing condition analysis. So Blair, if you don't mind, just bring them up. That would be great. Will do. Thank you. So the next two sets of questions is basically just asking you as the user of this corridor prior to pandemic, how often did you use the corridor? Um, there might be folks who are using it on a daily basis, maybe sometimes or just occasionally. And also asking if you're frequently walking or biking on the corridor, you can choose both um, if you do bike and walk together. So that would be multiple choice answer. Answers are coming in 23 out of 34 so far. Okay, it looks like we've got 76% responses. That's perfect. Blair, we can share this screen. I think we're almost there. Great, thank you. So we've got some daily users of the corridor in here and it's like a very tight race with those who are occasionally using the corridor. That's interesting. Um, and then looks like most of our um, Participants tonight are not walking or biking along the street, but together with walk or bike combined, we've got about 38% um, versus most of our um, audience are not really walking or biking on the corridor, which is probably why we're here. We wanna learn to make it, how to make it safer. So thank you all. We can move on to OTAC's presentation. Thank you, sir. Okay, thanks, uh, Armin and Blair. Yeah, my name's Mark Cole, I'm uh, with OTAC, and I'm here with Eva Ho, who's a lead designer on that. We have, uh, we've we've gone out to the site, walked the site. Sounds like most of you are pretty familiar with it, so you know the kind of conditions, but what we tried to do was understand some of the site constraints and what we were dealing with. We measured the, the pavement width to see what that is. We also looked at the drainage, the other considerations in terms of where the curbs are and that. And so these next, uh, we've got a couple of illustrations here just to point out the considerations. You can see we've got uh, all along, this is looking south, just past 134th to south of that. You can see we've got site distance problems that we've got to do all the way down there. Effectively, we've got you know, the drainage that goes along the curb and they've got uh, extruded curb for the most part all the way along the uphill side. And those of you who've been out there, you've seen it's broken in several spots. That's probably largely due to the drainage, but maybe in some of the tight curves, it might be getting hit by vehicles as well. So we've got broken curbs, typically on the, the downhill, the uphill side, it's a steep slope going uphill. And then on the right-hand side, you can see it's pretty much guardrail and a shoulder. And then it, it drops off the hillside on the, to the west side there. You know, typically we have 11 foot travel lanes. The shoulders on both sides kind of vary. It's, it's a little bit wider always on the uphill side because of the facilitating, you know, that's where people walk and bike. So this is the first slide, then we go further south. If uh, Armin, you go to the next slide. Uh, this one's a little bit further down. You can see on the map, it's right around 92nd Avenue Northeast, the intersection for you know that. Now, this whole corridor, there's no real driveways, but there are a couple streets. This is actually one of them, but this is continue to look south. We still have 
11 foot travel lanes, six foot shoulders, still have the guardrail and the slope going downhill on the right-hand side, an upslope on the left-hand side. This particular image actually is where 92nd Avenue comes in and that's a pretty street, a pretty steep street as well. So that's, you know, the similar site conditions that we've got moving along. And then we'll go further down the hill. Armin, if you could take to the next uh, slide. This is further down the hill. You can see on the key map, this is right where 94th Avenue comes in. It comes in at an angle, but we still got steep slopes all on the left-hand side. Uh, we still got the curb, wider shoulder, asphalt shoulder. Sight distance continues as we head around the corner to the, to the school. Uh, and like I say, this is where the intersection is. So the conditions are pretty tight for there. It's a windy little road and it has uh, uh, some shoulder width that you use now, curb mostly on the uphill side. And that was, as Blair mentioned, mostly there just to try to control drainage because the drainage, all the system is over where the shoulder where people walk and bike now. So, <clears throat> From the assessment of the of the site itself, it's a it's a pretty challenging little piece of roadway, and there's a lot of considerations in terms of, you know, the right hand side or downhill side where guardrail is. You got broken curbs on that side. We've got the the pedestrian where most people walk and bike right now on the uphill side. That's that's a little bit narrow. So the challenge is trying to come up with the improvements or how uh, the project can get incorporated, not only just how can we work and, and improve the pedestrian and bicycle aspects, but what is a, a bigger scale aspects for the, for the roadway itself. And so we're trying to look at some concepts here on, on, on maybe a grander scale, but also in the interim to, to make things better than they are. So we've put together a little uh, concept uh, in terms of trying to say what all needs to get done, the considerations are obviously cost and how easily can it be implemented. And, and this is a little slide that, that is kind of demonstrating where the challenges are. I mean, we've got steep slopes on both sides, one's downslope, one's an upslope. And so where the improvements, when you start looking at a, a ped bike and the roadway, the, the roadway is narrow enough that you've got to get wider somehow. And so with the steep slopes, the consideration is, is how does the improvements fit in and, and you're likely going to have walls someplace, you know, either on the uphill side or downhill side. So that's a consideration as far as cost goes. And again, the roadway width, it's pretty narrow now. It's a two-lane road, but you start putting bike lanes and putting uh, multi-use paths on. The, the width gets wider. And so the consideration is, is what's the overall width and, and how can we interim get something built or, or ultimately where things go. Uh, it was mentioned the street lighting, there's no street lighting out there now. And so the consideration is, is at least putting some minimum lighting like at the intersections and key locations of the streets, but then long-term maybe look at, you know, expanding that too. So increasing the lighting is a thing. Another consideration is the paving materials themselves. You know, sidewalk is a concrete, is a multi-use path asphalt. There again, those options, they all kind of have a cost implementation. And then lastly, we've identified the storm sewer. Right now there's a storm sewer system that's in the roadway, 
but it, it, a lot of the roadway slopes off to the downhill side, hits that C curb, and then there's cuts in the curb where it goes over and actually gets in the catch basin system. And so we, we can look at the options of trying to do some, you know, improvements in the interim location, like the critical areas. And then there's also an option for just redoing the, the entire system. And there again, each of those have a higher and lower cost. And so the consideration is trying to define a project that can accomplish some initial benefit while we still continue to look at an overall project. So with these considerations, we have now put together kind of a concept, what we would say a short-term concept to help improve the bike and pedestrian aspects along that. So Armageddon, if you could go to the little concept. So this is, this is a, a, a plan on the right, you can see a section on the left. And essentially this is we would look at maybe the interim concept trying to provide a, the shared use path you now, but in a much better fashion. It's a pretty narrowed shared use path. So what we would what we would try to do is rebuild and create a 10 foot wide shared food path on the uphill side. And then because of the drainage and the C curb that's there now, we'd eliminate the C curb or at least move it over, but we'd, we'd get the drainage out of the shared use path area. Cause right now there's structures in the shared use path. Those of you that walked that and seen that we'll keep that onto the right side of the shared use path. And because it's so narrow, the roadway narrow, particularly around the curves, we would, we would consider trying to do like a two foot buffer area there just to provide a little bit more space from the vehicles coming uphill and the pedestrian and bikes using the, the shared lane. Uh, just to provide separation, but that could also be a, a spot where you can channelize the stormwater and keep it off the shared use path. And then we'd continue to have two lanes, two lanes there with uh, a, a 11 foot travel lane. And then the downhill side, we also create a, shero, uh, a shared lane. That's a, a, a lane that's that's got uh, markings, you can see it on the right-hand side there. It's a share marking for those of you not familiar with it. That's a, that's a pavement delineation that alerts not only bikers, but vehicles that both facilities use this lane. And then it would also, this concept would also look at on the right-hand side, there's some curb that's broken. The guardrail is, is eroded in a lot of specs. We do some spot locations for that. And so this is kind of an interim concept that uh, it's, it's not rebuilding the whole street, but it's trying to still focus on what can the city do uh, to help improve the shared use path concept. Uh, again, you know, we would also in terms of the pavement, look at uh, trying to put in lighting, at least at the street intersections, because there's no lighting out there now, but. Uh, uh, I think that's uh, I think that's that's kind of the concept. So it's not much different than what you see out there now. There's a lot more liberal room, you know, because of a 10 foot wide. You now you've got anywhere from six to eight foot wide, which is pretty inadequate. But maybe if you can go to the next slide. Uh, so the concept there was looking at the short term solution, while we also consider long term would be a more grandiose thing, we'd look at completely 
redoing all the storm sewer, not just doing some repairs and some upgrades to help facilitate the path. We'd also, again, look at a longer term supplementing more lighting in there uh, and, in, and, in, and then include enhancing some of the shared use path facilities so that you'd either have a, a up, uphill shared use path facility like it is, but we could put curb and gutter on that because this, this project would also look at the improvements over the whole roadway, which would then create possibly a downhill bike lane. You know, a share would be the interim concept, a downhill bike lane would be the ultimate longer term contract. But, but since that actually pushes the roadway wider, it would get into, uh, you know, some larger cost retaining walls on that downhill side, so to speak. So, uh, and then, and then, so you have a, a the shared use path. We try to, to look at long term having a bike lane. And then you get down to 94th where we've got on the left-hand side, we'd also consider at that point picking up and having a walkway, a sidewalk on both sides from 94th down to the, to the, to the 100th Avenue there where we're connecting to the existing one. So these are kind of the long-term things that we could look at trying to uh, incorporate into a project. But some of these are uh, a sizable effort that it, it in some ways, uh, just prolongs not trying to to do something to get a better facility out there short term, and and some of the short term things if we can work in to help move along and make a longer term that's what we're actually trying to do. So we're looking at options on trying to to what works for the short term interim to, to provide a better pedestrian bike facilities at the same time looking and planning for a longer term concept for even more improvements. So I think that's, uh, I think that highlights it, unless there's another question or. Um, thanks a lot, Mark. Yes, um, I think if we are done, is Blair, is there anything you wanna to add to this before we move on to the feedback section? So you could go to the previous slide, please. Okay. And I'll just echo a couple of points. One is here on the left, left side of the screen, you're seeing the shared use, path. One of the criteria that we were looking at is maintaining that path free of debris and leaves from the trees that fall. And speaking with the public works maintenance um, department here at the city, we understand that one of the measures that could be used to keep that free is a, is a street sweeper. Uh, and 10 feet is the minimum width that a street sweeper could travel. So that's, that's just one of the considerations. The city doesn't currently own a, a street sweeper that um, can get through a pathway that's narrower, but uh, that's of course something that we, we want to do. Um, and Blair, a few yeah. things, um, we talked about the long-term and short-term, if you wanna go over like, what is the time frame for each um, concept? Right, thanks Armageddon. So when we talk about the short-term concept, um, we're thinking perhaps as soon as two to three to four years, hopefully sooner. Uh, we understand there, there are safety risks uh, at play here with walking and biking along this, this corridor. Uh, a point about the, so the dollar amount actually in the capital improvement program for um, 
for actually doing engineering work in the future to develop capital projects for this location. That $439,000 amount pertains to uh, future work that would benefit from this initial study. This initial study we're looking at right here has a, a shorter timeline and a, a much smaller budget than $400,000. Right. The, the longer term concept uh, would be longer than four years from now. So perhaps 10 years from now. And if this is, this is, uh, these priorities, I suppose, can change over time, but it's, it's a matter of allocating the funding and uh, perhaps combining um, some initial city funding with grants that we can secure to, to make this happen. Joel, any point you want to add to that? No, I think that covers it pretty well. Um, I would say that we're, we're really focused on this is a this is a high priority corridor that came out of our safer routes to school action plans, which the uh, council adopted earlier this year, and many of you may have been involved in those. It is also a corridor that we hear a lot of concerns about um, in some of the early work that we've done so far on our uh, uh, active transportation plan update. And so it's a corridor that we we feel like we need to, that is a real priority to do some work on and that's, um, that's what we're working towards. Um, because of all of the challenges in the corridor, we really are looking at something we can bite off here in the, in the shorter term and then, but also want to look at what the, the ultimate, you know, corridor may look like and that's more aspirational, that may be, you know, far into the future but um, we want to be keeping an eye on, on that as well. Um, somewhat similar to uh, how the, the Juanita um, Drive Corridor was done, uh, as probably some of you are familiar with the, the Quick Wins Project and some of the things there. So um, yeah, that's, that's the concept that, that we've developed so far. Thank you. That's great. So. Um, I noticed there are some questions coming in in the Q&A, uh, but we are going to open up the chat box uh, where we could actually collect uh, feedback and comments. So I think Rosalie is going to open the chat box for all of us and um, that would give us a space. So we have about six to seven minutes to post comments. Chat is open, perfect. So please feel free to use the chat box. Um, for adding your thoughts and comments. Um, again, this is a recorded session. All of our comments are going to be public comments. Uh, we'll be able to save all the comments that comes in um, and we'll um, have a report after the session. So we'll have a collection of them. Uh, we'll try to read through some of them as much as we can. But given that it's a limited time session, we just want to make sure that all the comments and thoughts are heard. Um, so please feel free to use that. We've got comments from right now from our council member, Robert Nixon. Um, there are a couple of questions coming in. So let's see um, if Blair and Joel can look through the questions and um, see there are there folks talking about um, you know, liking different aspects of the solutions or just like adding comments and questions. So I, I see most qu mostly questions here. So I, I can 
I can take a look at the, a few of them and hopefully respond. Um, I, I have one here, uh, does the short-term plan entail widening the road? Uh, yes, it would. Um, there's, I can't recall exactly how many feet out there today, but it would, the short-term kind of cross-section would entail widening the road some, and the road width out there does vary, so it would require widening it some, in, you know, in more in some areas and less in others, so it would require some, um, some walls out there and uh, to retaining walls in order to get that width. And, uh, but fortunately uh, in this corridor right of way isn't an issue, um, but it would have impacts on the, the slopes and making sure that we um, maintain those slopes and, um, and we would have to widen the corridor. Um, let's see a question here is the, the buffer only paint. Um, that's something that we've talked a lot about is that we would like to provide additional separation beyond just uh, paint, but we're trying to figure out how to exactly get that right, and um, and then also gather feedback from folks on, you know, how they how they feel about that. Um, because the of the width, we can use a standard street sweeper, which is really behind the curb, which is important to our um, our street maintenance crews because. Other than that, they have to get out there on foot and basically blow the leaves off out of here. And anybody who's familiar with the corridor probably, you know, has seen how quickly during the much of the year that area fills up with debris of different kinds and stuff like that. Uh, I see one here. Uh, any significant geotechnical issues identified along the steep slopes? Um, we do have some, uh, have had some instances of sliding along there. Um, it was the reason that original C-curve was put, um, kind of plopped in the middle of that uphill, um, uphill shoulder was because the, uh, as Mark described, the the stormwater was going over and at the bottom or the toe of that slope, it was eroding that slope. Um, I'm not sure, Mark, if you have anything to add on, on that. No, it's just, it, it does, you know, it's a steep slope. I think it's some critical slopes as well, but with the, with the drainage that kind of carries through there, you can see there's a, a fair amount of drainage because some of the guardrail, the posts are actually eroded off. And so, so that's a that's a kind of a sensitive slope there. So widening any time that direction is really going to add in a lot of walls. So yeah, and I, I noticed a a few com a comment about um, considering adding street lights at the bottom of Ninety uh, Second Avenue Northeast. Yeah, we think that that is something that this corridor. Uh, it's a you know example of back when this. Street was built many, many, many years ago um, as a street connection. This was a very different environment. It contemplated, you know, much more of a rural King County environment. And since then, of course, the, the whole area has grown up around it. And so, um, you know, back then it probably wasn't as important to light the, you know, street lights. But today, that's an important element, and we think that that would be important to add as part of a interim, um, you know, as a it's a short-term project. It's a great safety improvement, especially at the intersections.
we have about um, six minutes or so left um, in our time. So um, Joel, Mark, or Blair, feel free to go through the comments and questions. Again, I just want to remind everyone that everything we're posting here will be uh, recorded and typed in. So we'll get the report and uh, we'll answer all those questions in terms of a Q&A or an update um, that we'll share um, via email and website. So um, if you're missing any questions or we're running out of time, we'll make sure that all those questions will be um, um, responded um, through different channels, just a reminder. Great. Um, I do see another one here about concern, you know, in, interest in how much um, volume of cyclists actually use the corridor today to, does, it, does the volume of cyclists justify um, planning for them on the corridor? Um, that's, a, that's a valid question. I think it is a, um, sometimes we, we wonder, would we see more bicyclists if there was better facilities? Um, in most cases, we um, try to prioritize creating connected or connected community because, and this is, we hear from cyclists that they would use this corridor more because it is a fairly, when it comes to getting to Finn Hill, it's a fairly attractive corridor and that the, the grade is, isn't too bad and the hill isn't you know, too long. Um, so that's something that we, we do hear about, uh, that it's, it's not a very nice place to be today. Um, on the uphill ped path, would there be some type of safety buffer similar to ones used on one drive? Uh, yes, um, that's, that is, you know, the, they're called, referred to as candlesticks or delineators that we use on a portion of one drive. That is one option. They are um, a little bit of a challenge for our maintenance crews, but it is one of the options we're considering. Um, uh, because they do work with some other things. Yeah, there's, um, let's see, sounds like the initial concept is similar to wanting to drive, drive quick wins. Yes, there are some similarities and we're also trying to learn from some of the things with the, the wanting to drive quick wins project and improve on that. Because um, uh, we're always trying to do that. Uh, I hear, I see more questions about, um, about the, the physical barrier. So I think that that is um, important. Have there been consideration of physical barriers between shared use and vehicle um, lane? Just reading through some of these, did we talk about the connection to schools um, as well on the corridor? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. There are a number of um, schools in the vicinity of this project. And it's something we do want to keep in mind is that we are uh, part of the, the importance of this project was, you know, one of the impetuses for this project was the Safer Routes to School Action Plans. And so we are uh, focused on trying to create a facility that would um, be comfortable for uh, young, you know, for younger people to use and create a connection that would be accessible for, for them as, uh, as well. So we really want to do keep that in mind. Um, see a question here, we'll probably, um, you know, cut me off when I'm getting 
uh, getting the end, but um, uh, why can't cyclists ride in both directions on the wide path? Um, I think that that's a, uh, that's a, that's a good question and one that we are debating about how best to make the corridor accessible for as many people as possible. Um, certainly not everybody is uh, comfortable riding in the lane um, going, going downhill. Uh, and yet we wanna make sure that if people are riding uh, against kind of against traffic on the other side of the street that they can do that um, that safely. So um, that's something we'll con continue to consider as we move you know, move along. Just a quick heads up for everyone that we have about a minute or so left on the chat box, and then we're going to close the chat box and move on uh, with the final um, wrap up of the session. So just a quick heads up. We might get into one or two questions. Okay, the segment from 94th to Juanita Elementary might result in a different cross-section, um, such as a sidewalk on the south side. Is that being considered? Yes, that is something that we have we are taking into account um, in, as we look at this project because that is another project that was in, identified in the, the, um, the Safer Routes to School uh, Action Plan. And um, we're we're trying to figure out if that would, how you, we would fit that in to make sure that it would fit in both a, a more short-term and longer-term um, approach, uh, definitely. Okay. We've got less than a minute left and I see there are comments coming in. So again, feel free to post your, your thoughts and comments. They're all gonna be recorded. So we just have to um, close the chat box in a minute. So just a heads up to audience. Can you talk about how the bike facilities within the study area will link to extending network at 100th and 132nd. Yeah, that's something that um, I think as we've gotten into this a little bit more and we were actually um, at, the, at our transportation commission last night and they asked this question as well. I think this is something that it's important that we we will end up looking a little more globally at how this element knits um, into the network around it. Um, the the larger project that was funded that's um, in the proposed CIP uh, council asked us to move the um, the northern termini of that, which was basically at the four way stop at the top of the hill um, north. I think uh, it's three blocks to 137th Street so that we can also take a look at, um, you know, that that's a high priority sidewalk for folks on Finn Hill. And so as we move, it's not part of this particular study, but as we move forward, we'll be also looking at how we can provide a pedestrian facility along that section of 90th as well. So um, looking at that broader network is important. Great. Thanks a lot, Joel. Um, we are right on time. So just a heads up, the chat box is now closed. Um, I'm gonna move on to the final slide, but I'll um, explain what is the next step um, in terms of feedback collection. So right now, although the chat box is closed, we've um, just sent you all the participants. There is a link in your inbox, in your mail, um, email that you've submitted and registered for this session. There's a link to a SurveyMonkey. 
uh, where there's questions specifically about the project and overall about the session. So we would really encourage you all to go and find um, that link in your email boxes. Um, I'm also, I think, Blair, if you have the link, you could also post it um, um, on the chat and then we close it so people can just um, click on it if they want to just do it right now um, in a few minutes shortly after this. But um, just want to make sure that you all know that the link is going to be available in your inbox. It's already been sent. Um, there's going to be um, a web page um, uploaded on our new city website, which would come on a little after mid-December. So we'll have all these information available online um, in a few weeks. Um, again, uh, rest assured that we'll continue the conversation via different channels, um, surveys. So this was just like opening up the concept. Um, we also encourage you all, if you haven't already done, please um, subscribe to our um, new Gov Delivery email list, which I think most of you have done. That's how you got the um, Zoom invites, but we're gonna share updates about the project and future um, surveys and sessions. Um, so um, you'll have that opportunity. You'll be informed through those um, channels as well. Thanks, Blair. You've got, so um, in your chat box, you'll see a link to the Survey Monkey. If it's just easier for you, you can just click on it. But I think it's great if you can just, you know, start um, filling it out as the story and all the details on the project is still fresh in our heads. Um, also, I want to remind you about our contact information. I have my email up there, abaghori at kirklandwa.gov. Um, and my phone number 425-587-3924. So um, we're always interested to hear your feedback in any channel. Feel free to give us a call, send us emails or fill out the survey monkey, but um, we really appreciate your time tonight. Um, we are very excited to um, continue this conversation and um, get the project uh, moving forward. I just wanna make sure if there's any um, anything anyone wants to ask from the panelists. Otherwise, we're almost ready to wrap up our session. Great. Looks like. Joel, is there anything you want to add? No, just thank you to everybody for attending and, um, and all the great questions and comments. Great. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe and have a great evening. We might see some of you in the next session at 7 p.m. Take care.